when you see palm trees, you think right away California, Southern California, LA, Hollywood, palm trees, in and out. It's a logo for Southern California for LA. My cousins were out of town in Denver here last week. I talked about it. And they always take picture of the palm trees. That is so dope how palm trees are in LA. Everybody knows Palm Trees, L.A., Southern California, Beach, the Valley, Beverly Hills, Palm Trees. We get it. What's crazy, this is the crazy thing. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this, but you're listening to Nashville, and I'm a fucking genius, and I speak nothing but facts here. So I'm going to give you a fact. Right now, Palm Trees are not from California. Palm trees don't even grow in California. Yeah, we plant them, we breathe them, but palm trees do not grow here organically. I said that wrong. But they don't grow here by themselves. There's no place in California where palm trees grow. Show me. Palm trees are only planted we started doing that in the 1920s and the 1930s. Google it. But palm trees, they only grow in tropical islands. Google it. They are not from over here. They do not grow in California. So as much as people say people are fake in L.A. and Southern California and California period, people say we're fake. The girls are fake. The guys are fake. I say a lot of us are fake. Fake personalities. Fake image. Fake bank accounts. Fake lips. Fake lashes. Fake buds. Fake boobs. We go on. Fake, 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 fake. But for our plants, our trees to be fake? Wow. Wow, even our logo, our brand of our state is fraud. Palm trees are not from here and it's fucking mind-blowing. And with that being said, yo rock, drop me a sick-ass beat. Welcome back, welcome back. I got a special surprise for you guys. You can probably hear the background because he's noisy and he's not in a, a quiet place. You probably know that laugh. We got Mr. Un I'm going to call you lazy, but I know you want to go by Mr. Untouchable. You, you know, a, a whole new name for you. Not a new name, but that's your, um. you want you want Mr. Untouchable, right? Call you Mr. Untouchable? Yeah, you know what? Uh, to me, I'm putting lazy to, to sleep now. You know that I mean? <laughs> makes sense. You know what I mean? And, uh, and Mr. Untouchable is, is a, a brand that I made that I started, you know, over 20 years ago. So 
uh, you know, I feel like God just said, you know what, let's, let's put that man to sleep and let's, let's work on this man. You know, I feel like this man is new and improved and I'm not even lazy, dog. You know that? <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not lazy. Um, That's cool, bro. I get it. And and we can get into that today if you want or some other time about the lazy. Because lazy, lazy, people that know you as lazy be, without getting too far into it is... It's um that's an image of an image you don't want to be you don't want to be known as as far as like gang member like I mean things you did with lazy name lazy people know you as lazy is pretty much like you do you done some evil things in your time for that to earn that name. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody has a name before they get the name that God given name like you know like Saul was Paul was Saul before he was he was Paul you know he, he yes. changed his name. When he got converted over, he changed it to uh, to Paul. Uh, I think mainly one of that reason was because the, um, the the believers were scared of him. They were afraid, like, oh, shoot, Saul. You know, they all knew because he was a persecutor of Christians, you know. But, um, you know, yeah, to me, I just want to, you know, like I said, uh, that was a name that was given to me at a very young age. Uh, I, I think I just picked it because I smoked a lot of weed back then. And you know what I mean? Um, there was like really not a lot of other names available and I like the sound of it. And I did have another name before that. It, it's kind of funny and I never really shared this uh, with any podcast, but I, I did have a name prior to that, but I, it only lasted a couple of months. You want to go know what it was? I would love to know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if I should tell you, bro, because you're going to clown forever. Well, nobody's going to hear this. Don't even, don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> only about 10,000 people. <laughs> now it's around. Go ahead, bro. Yes. Um, actually, my... Um, Thank you. Thank you. Where are you at, by the way? Real fast. Are you? Where are you at? My canes, bro. I can't over. Super overrated. Super overrated. But go ahead, bro. I was just hungry. Uh -huh. uh, it's chicken. It's chicken. I'm trying. But um, my nickname before I was like what, 13, 14 years old. I got into my my neighborhood. Uh, I went by uh, Gremlin. Gremlin was the name prior to Lazy. Actually, it was Sweepy. Sweepy oh was God. like about a week. And then Gremlin, and then I changed it to Lazy. My first gang name was actually Dopey. I, um, I went by Dopey, and I, I just, see that. and I just told, yeah, I mean, my eyes are always fucking like, yeah, no, it's actually, and I had allergies. It actually went really good because when I like, my nose was always running. I have like my bag, baggy eyes, and it just went with me. But I just said like, my name, my my real name is Rocky. In case people don't know, my real name is Rocky. My middle name is Nash. Um, so yeah. I go, well, Rocky sounds like a cool name already, like a gang name. So, like, let's just go with Rocky, you know? It just, it's just common sense. But I, when I wrote on walls a lot, I would write Dopey on, on the walls. You so, know? where, okay, where, your middle name is Nash? Yeah, Nash. That's my, my middle name. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Where, the heck, where did they get that from? Don't tell me they got it from that basketball player. No, I mean, dude, Steve, Steve, Steve Nash was way after. Come on, bro. I think, a matter of fact, I'm probably older than Steve bad, Nash. Bad, though. He was bad. Yeah, um, but Nash... Is my grandpa's name, like my great grandpa name. I think it was more like Ignacio, Nacho. And then I, I, I'm just, I'm Nash though. They call me Nash. So I think it went yeah. from there. So that's my great grandpa's name. So yeah, Nash, bro. It's fucking is what it is. So I, I didn't really like it growing up, but I kind of, you know, one thing you don't like something, you adapt to it and you just make it yours. So that's what I did with it. Now, now Rocky Nash, it sounds fucking bomb as fuck. Right. I like Rocky. I don't know. I mean, that's just cool. You make you made it. You know what I mean. You made it what it is. But I think yeah. Rocky was Rocky's a cool. You know what I mean. Yeah. Cool. I mean, better. I mean, let's be honest. It's better than Gremlin for damn sure. But. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was imagining? Like I can't see myself being an older dude, but then I don't know whatever, and being called Gremlin. That's one of the reasons why I changed it. You know what I mean? But anyways, yeah, that was my nicknames. 
Well, even homies that are named Youngster or Little Man, like, bro, like, it's cool when you're 15. Yeah. Like, it's cool when you're 15, but when you're older, like, I'm going to call you Youngster. I just weird. Yeah. But besides the whole gang talk and all the nicknames and all of that, yeah, bro. Um, I told a lot of people that I was apprenticing from you, so I just want to say I appreciate that a lot. Gave some pretty good compliments. I mean, yeah, you're my um, my biggest cheerleader, my biggest critic so far. <laughs> but I guess you got to be like that. So it's kind of cool. You know what? I'm very surprised because, you know, as far as the tattoo industry, it could be very gossipy, I want to say, or like kind of hate, hate, I guess, hateful. I mean, I've been, a, that's one thing about me. I've been, I'm not a tattoo artist, but I've been in industry for over 20 years, bro. I've been around for a long time. And I yeah. and I've been at different shops, and I hear the gossip and the, and the hating going on. So when I did start, and, and and I did start at a late time, um, not I just don't care what people say. Pretty much, I did it, but yeah. like, I mean, shout out to the homie Tattoo Louis. Tattoo, I haven't talked to Tattoo Louis in a long time. I known Tattoo Louis for like probably thirty years or more. To, to be honest, since high school, bro, long time. And I was telling Louis. I mean, Louis hit me up randomly. I am talking to Louis in about a year or two, and he goes, he texts me, bro, and he he go, hey, bro, I, was, I just want to say congratulations on what you're doing. Like, I know you you're supposed to do it 15 years ago. You should never, you should have never stopped. But it's never. Yeah. As, he goes, it's never too late, bro. And Lazy's a good teacher. I'm proud of you, bro, and 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 I'm fucking rooting for you. So, for him to tell me that, well, I thought I thought that was pretty dope of Louis to even like to, to go out of his way and tell me that. Um, shout out to D Boy for Manifest. D Boy hit, hit me up too. He congratulated me. He said if I ever want to go to go watch him work at Manifest and you know learn things from him, I'm more than welcome. But little things like that go a far way, a far as friendship because I know you know we, we me and you both we have a lot of friends, bro. Our network is really big, but we know friendship to friendship. Like it, it there's different levels I want to say, and there shouldn't be different level, but there is. And some friends don't really want to see you succeed. They're they're like your friend of me, I guess, kind of. And I'm glad yeah. that um I had some real friends that reach out, even you, novel, like different people that actually want to see you actually succeed. Like, nah, bro, I want like look at and you even told me, oh, look at bro, look at my like look at my cars, my pad. Like, I mean, you're 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 doing very well for yourself. And I look at yeah. that, I go, man, like, and and uh, that's just motivation, bro. Like, fucking, like, lazy's doing it, novel's doing it, all these, all my friends are doing very well. And and they're all you could do that too, bro. Like, come on, you could do that. Yeah. So I know I know not a, not a lot of friends could will reach out to you. I mean, don't say yeah, that's dope, bro. But to actually go out of their way and help you, it's just a it's a big deal, bro. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, those are you know, Danny had uh was around me in the beginning. I I would take him to shows with me, D Boy, and uh, I'm proud of him. He's doing really well now. I, I won a lot of awards with his arm in the beginning, back when the conventions were popping or, uh, locally, and even in like, you know, not local, but uh, he used to roll me. And, and just to see him, how much he's growing it, you know, I'm proud of him too. He's a great artist. Uh, Louis is a, a cool ass, cool ass dude that's been in the industry for a long time. I remember when I barely started and I met all the fellas. He was one of the first people that I met. I uh, got a lot of respect for him. You know, he got that nice collection of uh, classics. I'm I, I'm trying to trying to get to his level with the classics, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, this game, it's what it is, Rocky, is that this tattoo game, um, back in the days when you, you know, when tattooing was not as uh, freelance as it is now and the internet wasn't so big, it was all done through a shop. I heard you mention in your episode, with, uh, your last episode with Novel when you, when you guys spoke, it was more, um, you know, you got to go into the shop and you got to do this, and you got to do that. You know, they had a certain way of doing it, you know, old school. And it was, you know, it was the way that they wanted to do it. And I remember even trying to go into shops when I really got out 
and they would just look at me a certain way, like they wouldn't take me serious. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, learn, and when I got that type of uh, reaction, I, I maybe it was who I went in there with. I don't know, but I felt like a cold shoulder. You know what I mean? Uh, but times have changed, things have changed. I, one thing that I've learned as a tattoo artist is that there's enough money to go around. There's enough uh, clients to you know where you don't have to be that way. Where oh well, you know I'm not going to teach him because I'm just taking money away from me. No man, like. You promote yourself, man. Your work speaks for itself. And you know, once you get good or you have your circle of friends, the people that you have in your circle, then you can, you know, they'll come to you. They want to get tatted with you. Just like people want to go to you for haircuts because they like you. You have your podcast. You're a cool dude. You're funny, whatever. You know, they want to come to you because they want that t- that haircut from you. It's the same thing with tattoos. It's a touchable. Like, you know, he's a cool dude. Like, I support you. He's got a good attitude, whatever. They're going to want to come to you. If you're a girl, like you're, you're a female tattoo artist, you're pretty, whatever, you have that name, whatever. They want to come to you. They want to get a piece, a signature piece from you. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Is that a thing for you as far as when, when, when you get older? Like when you get older, do you kind of, like for me, I guess so. But me, like I'm very, um, and, and my friends know, and I try to be better at it, pray at it, and it just, it's not really working right now. But um, do you get, do you kind of filter your friends out as you get older? Like okay, this guy. Like, do you see who's like not using you, but are at this at, oh, yeah. at this if this type of friend are doing bad things still? I don't want to be around that. Or like, are are you like as you get older, are you filtering your friends out? Bro, I think a lot of times they filter themselves out. I think with time, uh, everybody comes in the beginning, and everybody you know, and I, I don't even know if they come in with that hidden agenda, but I think that with time they expose themselves. I think real, a uh, real situation exposes fake friends. Wow. You know what I mean? I think, uh, and you've heard so many sayings, you know, not, a, not everybody in your boat is paddling. Some are drilling holes in your boat. Wow. You know what I mean? You know, there's, there's a lot of different sayings out there that, uh, accompany that. And I, and you know, I've got, I've been through, uh, a lot of different situations where, you know, I've had to, uh, cut people off when I was younger, rock, man, I used to hit these conventions. We'd have like, three or four booths back to back, untouchable banners on all of them. I had a crowd of people and everybody would stop by at Pomona. They stopped by our booths. A lot of the homies remember how it was. You know, I had it, we had it cracking because I had so many people. It was popular. They seen that it was popping. With time, that circle just, it diminished, man. With time, like everybody, you know, has their own. And not not everybody, was, it was that bad. Not everybody that, that I apprenticed uh, went bad. But the majority, you know, I don't even talk to them anymore. The majority of people that I taught, that was probably like 2025. 20, I don't even know where they're at these days. Maybe like one or two will come back and be like, hey, or give me credit here and there. Like, hey, thank you. And, you know, so, you know, it's lazy or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm, but I don't care, bro. To me, like, you know, at that time, it was just, it was dope. I mean, we we're having a good time. But yeah, definitely, bro, with, you know, your, your friends, your circle of friends, you have to. And I think sometimes, Rock, is, uh, it's because God, sometimes he wants to try to take you to another level. And the people that you have in your circle or your spouse or whoever it is, is not fit to go to the next level with you. You know why? Because low-key, they're probably hating on you. Low-key, they, you know, with, with the crown comes enemies. You know what I mean? And um, I think that uh, a lot of times that we, we, we have certain people around us because we like their company. We, we, we are because we don't want to be alone. You know, we don't want to be, uh, we want to try to, we want to be around the cool people. We want to try to fit in. But what happens is sometimes when we don't 
take our time to get that know that person. If you're around them and they're talking about people all the time, mm-hmm. if they're putting other people down, if they're insulting other people, then chances are the minute you leave, they're doing the same thing when you walk out that door. You know what I'm saying? I've seen that. Um, huh? I've seen that many times, bro. Many times. You know, there's there's a word, and I never, I, I fully, I kind of understand it more now. Uh, conditional friends. And then there's unconditional, there's the condition, just like there's conditional love and there's unconditional love. You have these friends that will perpetrate to be your friend and to have, you know, and and I notice the ones that talk the most are the ones that are going to do you the dirtiest. Yes. You know what I mean? You know what, uh, I, I, did, I, I did an episode on something. Um, I got it from T.D. Jakes. Um, he's one of my favorite pastors. And he was saying about different friends. He's all, you actually, he's all, some people have friends only because they had the same enemy. Like we we we're cool with each other. Cause we don't like the same person. And even with gangs, like yeah, we're from the same neighborhood, so we don't like this one gang. So like we're we're cool with that shit. And to me, that's not really a good foundation no. to build a friendship on. So because once are those even like those friends where you're only friends because you have the same hobby? It might be drugs. It might be clubbing, partying, whatever the hobby is. But once you're not doing that hobby, they're not your friends anymore. And and there's a lot of different kind of um there's a lot of different kind of friends, but. The friends you want are unconditional friends. How you said earlier, like the friends, yeah. the, the friends I went with to Las Vegas about a month ago, those are unconditional friends. They went, they went off to college. I did some other dumb shit, and no matter what trials we went through, we always stood friends unconditionally. And those are the friends you want to stay around for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I I, I learned is that there's there's two types of, of people, and people get them mixed up. There's friends. And there's a, and then there's acquaintances. There you go. And I think sometimes people will meet uh, individual and they'll like them and they'll want them to be their friend and they'll tell everybody, oh, that's my friend, but they only met him once or twice. A lot but of, know, um, a um, lot, a lot of females do that, lazy. I mean, untouchable. I know, a, a lot I was, of lazy. Somebody, somebody comes to mind when I say that, and I think what time my my homie with my homie Zayden, he's he's taught her like, look, like that's not your friend. Yeah. And not, like there, there's a big difference in just like love, the word love. Some people use that that word that term uh, loosely. Oh, I love you, dog. Oh, I love you know. It's a it's a deep word. It's a really deep word. It's just like the word friend. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a deep word. Or even or even hate. Hate's a hate's a powerful word. Hate's Very a deep. strong word. Yes. You know, um, there's a um, there's a scripture that says there is a friend who is clo- who sticks closer than a brother. You know, and even the Bible talks about Jonathan and David, friends. Jonathan and David, the best friendship Jonathan, ever. Yeah, Jonathan and David's relationship, you know, but it was that, almost, it, it, so some people say it was almost a gay relationship. I, I know you heard that before. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, but they were so close. They were actually so ties and, and, and it sounds weird because they were actually so ties to each other. Like they're soulmates yeah. and, and some, and some weird way, these two guys, um, David, the one that killed Goliath, he was friend with, um, Jonathan, but they were like, they were like soulmates almost, bro. Would you agree to that or no? Well, I think what happened is a situation that they were the position, the, you know, the predicament they were put in caused them because it was death or life, you know, yeah. Jonathan's dad was King Saul, and he wanted David dead. <laughs> and, and he went to. He was a hater, bro. I'm sorry. He was the he was biggest hater. hater. The yeah, biggest right. hater there was. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> speaking of hating, um, lazy. I know always. I kind of like um. I keep calling. I keep calling you lazy. That's what I call you, bro. I'm sorry, but um, it is what you know. I I, I feel weird call, me as a friend hey, calling you Mister Untouchable. It just sounds. It sounds kind of. Sounds kind of weird, bro. Hey, hey, you know what? Do is the. The artist formerly known as Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if we were at a bar and um, I go, "Hey, Mister Untouchable!" Like people were like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I touch you? And, no. and you know you what? Actually, and you know what? Uh, at one t- at one point in your life, you're pretty easy, so you're very touchable as far as with girls. <laughs> but um, besides that, I I do want to um, one of my friends without saying names, um, he's getting married pretty soon, bro. Me and he, me and him, um. We're not on bad terms, but we're not on good terms. We kind of just started like, kind of just like, I don't know. We don't talk as much, bro. You know, it we is what it, we fell off. We fell off. It is what it is. And um, he's having a bachelor party this weekend in Las Vegas. And yeah. I know a lot of um, some homies got invited or going, and I didn't get invited. So at first, at first I was kind of butthurt. Not gonna lie to you, like what the fuck? I didn't yeah. get invited to. But at the same time, like I haven't talked to this guy like in a year, or you know, and it is it is what it is. So like yeah. me right away, you know, I get I get bitter really quick, bro. I get like really, yeah. <laughs> I get bitter really quick. And you know what? I ain't go to the fucking fool's wedding. Like fuck that, you know. And that's and and that's the way. That's my reaction for a lot of things. And I thought about it, and I even talked to you. Um, I go, you know what? This is my friends for over 20 years. We're in a bad season in our in our friendship. But at the end yeah. of the day, like I love him and his fiance. Like I, I do and I love him, bro. I really do love him. I love I, yeah. I love him. I was there when they first met each other. I, you know, I was there for their first kiss. And I'm not even lying, I was at the club and their first kiss. It was it was crazy. And I go, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna let my bitterness and the way and, and you know, just being selfish. And not showing, not not going to their wedding. I'm gonna go to their yeah. wedding, and I'm gonna congratulate them and give them a hug because down the line we're all, we're always gonna be friends. It's just that you know the the way they move right now. I don't want to move that in that direction. It's not like they're doing anything bad. It's just that I just don't want you know. It just I guess we you grow out of friendships. I don't know, I don't well, know that's the right word. Yeah. I don't know that's the right word. Growing out of friendships, but we don't see things the same anymore. I guess. Well, that's what I was telling you earlier. Sometimes we outgrow the people that we grew up with or you outgrow friends because, you know, you're mature or different things are taking place in your life and God has different plans for you that, that doesn't include them. Or, you know, God sees the future, so he knows that these people... And I'm not saying this about, you, you know, who you're referring to. Yeah. But sometimes he knows that person's going to do you wrong. But there's in your situation, I think... And I can relate to it because I have a good friend of mine, and recently I, I did a photo shoot for my website because I'm doing a clothing line, and he didn't he didn't show up. And every, and a lot of my other close partners, friends, uh, they were there, and you know he texts me and oh I can't you know I uh, I got the kids whatever. But he had plenty of time to show up. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of hurt me, and I was like you know what in this particular point in time, uh, you know we got to be strong, we got to come together, we got to be uh, have each other's back. You know you can consider the times. You know what I mean? And. Um, I was kind of hurt with him, and I was, you know, I, I think I just tried him off for like a half because he texts me, calls me every day, and that day. And I he's a good dude. Him. Like I know, I think I know what you're talking yeah. about, and he's a good dude. Yeah. Like he loves you. I know that yeah. for sure. He does, but I was just kind of hurt, so I had to explain to him, like, look, let me tell you something, bro. Like, and then once I explained to him, I felt him how it affected me. He was really uh sorry about it. He was really apologetic about it. So and he meant it. Huh? And he meant it probably too. Yeah, and he, so his response and his reaction to what I told him was the right response. But he would have probably never known if I wouldn't have told him. I held it in. I mean, if I would have held it in, 
So I think sometimes you got to pull that friend aside and say, hey, you know what? Let me tell you this. It's kind of bothering me. Or this kind of yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. And once you do that, you want to see what the response is. I remember, and I don't try and like, I, I like using referring to the Bible a lot because I, I learned a lot from it. Jesus ran with Judas for three and a half years and Judas betrayed him. Yeah. But so did Peter. Peter ran with Jesus for three and a half years and Peter also denied Jesus. Okay, what was the difference between the two guys after the fact? That Peter apologized, right? Yes, yeah, it was the reaction. You know what I mean? Judas went in his sorrow and he went and, and he was, you know, he didn't, wasn't repentful. He was just more in his sorrows and depressed and he committed suicide because of it, because the, the demons tormented so, him. But Jesus, hmm? No, so, so, so what, you're, what you're saying, like, pretty much is just as a relationship with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, it's as important yeah. with a friendship for to keep that communication. Because yeah, I think, I think I, that's important. It, it happens with females a lot. You know why it happens with females a lot too? Is because they don't know how to communicate with each other. They don't know how. They know how to have good times with each other. They know how to party. They know how to drink together. But when it comes to issues like that that are on their chest, and they're not only females, but even guys too. They're non-confrontational. Yeah, they don't like to confront situations. But as an adult, there's a way of confronting things because you have to let that steam out. If you don't, then it's gonna freaking explode like a tea kettle. You know what I mean? It's gonna pop up at the wrong time. I think that's you know what, what happened. Um, I think that's happened with me. My situation, the one I told you about, is yeah, a yeah. lot. Of, and I, I would tell you about stuff. And I, I think after years or whatever it was, it just all built up. It built up and it built yeah. up from the things I I didn't like what he did, which is like yeah. it, nothing that he did was wrong. I just don't like it, you know. So it built up, built up, and it almost it almost turned into like some hatred shit where like. I don't even like this guy anymore. Like it, it almost turned into that because yeah. I didn't communicate with them. Hey, bro, like you know, like just I could have just talked to him normal and had a lunch with him and just went over some things, and it probably yeah. would have been better for our friendship. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to go. I ain't gonna tell this guy anything. Like I'm not a chick. I'm not gonna have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. So I think a lot um, of I think a lot of guys do that. You know what's crazy is that I, I had a customer come back to me recently that I tattooed on back in the days, like 15, 16 years ago when I was still doing house calls and shit. Um, he came, he hit me up. He hit me up first and he's like, hey, hey, uh, you know, he calls me by my middle name. I go, hey, Pete, well, I want to get tatted with you. And uh, me and my sons and I'm like, all right, cool. So trip on this. So I go, yeah, well, let me try. I'm, I'm by appointment and I'm booked up and I don't do small tattoos. I, you know, that's what it is so he goes oh well yeah well, i'll try to get you so i told i text him that i told him that we talked on the phone but then as i hung up and as the time goes by i started remembering why we stopped talking and it was because one time uh something happened where i i did a tattoo with his pad and he had some tweaker cheeks come over and i did some handwriting on them and they left to the store to go get the money and they never came back wow and I wasn't even there for tattooing, bro. I was just there at a party. And he talked me into getting my tattoo come out of the car. And my daughters were babies still. And I had my babies with me in the garage. And, and I kept looking at them falling asleep. And I'm tattooing. And my daughters are falling asleep. And I felt really convicted about it. And I and from that point on, when I had my daughters on the weekends, I stopped tatting when I had them. Like, God used that as, an, as a situation to show me, like, hey, this is your quality time with your kids. And you're over here tattooing. Make a long story short, those girls never came back with my money. So I felt that it was his responsibility to take care of me on that situation. But he didn't. So all these, I held it in all these years. So the other day, he hit me up again. Hey, what happened? I thought you were going to. I told him, like, hey, bro, give me a call, you know, when you get a chance. You know. So he called me, and I confronted after all these years. Like, I don't know. Hey, bro, I'm not trying to tell you because, you know, I'm mattering anyway. Like, this is, this is water under the bridge. But I want to 
share something with you that happened back then. You know, I remember, and, and I want to tell you how I felt about it. You know what I mean? And I did. And you know what he did? He said, hey, man, I apologize, man. I'm sorry. And I go, no, it's all good. But, you know, like, it was just because my kids were involved. It was a little bit more serious for me. You know what I mean? That makes a lot and, of sense, uh, yeah. So are you guys cool now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He came, he came yesterday. Because yesterday, he came yesterday, and I, I chatted him. But it's just interesting because we're talking about, you know, letting it out look at how many years i could have dealt with this a long time ago but you know and we lie and we were good friends go chill at his pad barbecue with him and everything but it was just kind of something that i swept under the rug and a lot of people i think that if you you, you know you don't confront somebody when you're mad you don't confront them and, and, and talk to them and you don't be afraid to confront somebody and i think sometimes we're afraid of the reaction but if you confront them in a, in a in an adult manner and you confront them when you're not drunk and you're not high and you're not mad and you say hey you know what? i want to get it can i talk to you real quick and you express it to them and your body language is cool and your tone is cool then i think that you could salvage a lot of uh, friendships or relationships that way but i think a lot of people don't know how to do that and they and they jump the gun or they wait or they you know i don't and i'm not a micromanager friend i'm not somebody that will confront a situation after one unless it's really serious then i will but if they do it two or three times where like you kind of build a case about against them then i feel like okay now i gotta i gotta address it you know it's already happened a couple of times and and i think now it, i gotta talk to him because it's starting to bother me about it you know what i mean but if you just keep letting it go and build it's gonna come out one day the wrong way dog you know what I mean? that's how it is um so with my thing is i've done it to one of my friends where i, I built up built up built up and at the time I seen this guy, I was really drinking, and we're at some bar. He happened to show up. He happened to show up, so I, I got at him pretty nasty, like pretty bad, bro. Or when the homie had to get me, get me right. He go and I kick your fool, kick you. I go, nah, fuck this fool, dog. He's a look at one of my good friends, my homie Pete. He go, look at this guy's cool. You're your friends, bro. Like I know you're going through some things, but now that the place you're drinking at a bar, like they talk to you tomorrow, like when you're sober. Like all right, and I did, and it ended up working out pretty good, but like. Yeah, if you let it build up, build up, and you see when you're angry, then it's kind of it's gonna be. You need to talk to him when you're sober, and just it just it's it's yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. Bro, all that friendship if, stuff. if it's somebody that that that's not that doesn't belong in your life anymore, this is this is pretty heavy that, that recently I I learned because I've known about the whole. I got burned, you know, before by friends, whatever. But if you don't get that message and you don't know when to cut them off, and you keep those people in your lives. Then what's going to happen is not only they're going to stun your growth, but when you try to speak into their lives, you try to help them. They're not they're not going to take you serious. They're not going to want to change. They're not going to want to grow. They're going to stay in the same place. That's kind of when you know that you got to let them go. You know what I mean? When they're not on the same. How can two walk together unless they are agreed? The Bible says. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you're if you're hanging around this person and and they're and they're negative or they're not going on the same path, where you try to speak uh, life into them, try to like, hey, like you can do it too. Like that's what I'm all about. You know what I mean? And I had I had a recent situation uh, happen where I had a Judas around me, you know what I mean? And I allowed this person around my family, around my kids, around everybody. I trusted this person, you know what I mean? And, you know, and I didn't, God told me to cut him off a while back. You know, he had told me like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm doing, I want to do something with you, but you got to let go. You're, you're holding on. When our hands are busy holding on to something of the past, he can't. You know, we can't, we, we, and we're not able to receive what the blessings that he wants to give us for the future. That's good. So sometimes we got to let go of those old friends. We got to let go of those old people because even Jesus, what do you, what is the, what is the word say? It says only in your own country, only in your own city, a, a prophet is not, is not accepted. It's not, uh, I think it's accepted the word, you know, in other words, 
your own people will be the ones to come against you. Sometimes, it, it, you know, it's your own friends, your own people, your own your own loved ones sometimes that don't want to see you rise. They don't want to see you do good. You know, you're all excited. If they're not celebrating with you, bro, if they're not celebrating when you have victories or when you when you, you come, hey, check out this car I just got. And they're just, oh, that's cool. But have you seen the newer one? Or have you seen the other model? Damn. Like, if they're doing stuff like those are those are signs little right Little jabs, little jabs. Yeah, they're not really happy for you. Damn, in, in any celebra- anything that you, they should be rejoicing with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, we have, we have that, a lot of friends like that. signs of that, huh? No, like, I think we all have friends like that. Low key. You know what? Uh, I think what happens is a start, jealousy, it, it, you start entertaining that in your mind because your mind is the plague, the devil's playground. But when you pay too much attention to it, it, it gets into your heart and you conceive sin. You could, it starts to seed, you know, the seed is planted in your heart. So it goes into your mind. If you don't filter that out, it's going to go into your heart and that's where it's going to start to grow. You see what I'm saying? 100%. Because, because I think with, with social media, we all swipe to the, to the left, tap to the, to the right. And you see the stories and people celebrating, you know, some people are on there celebrating like they got money, but they really got no money, but they be acting like they got money. You know what I mean? But, it's funny because, you know, sometimes your first initial response when somebody buys a house, and I can, I can, I'll admit it, it's not rejoicing for them. It's sometimes that human nature, that sinful nature is not rejoicing for that person. It's like, oh, I would have got a better house. Oh, I could do it. I could do something better. You know what I mean? But then you got to check yourself. You say, you know what? I'm not going to let myself be like that. Or, or, or you know, the homie, uh, a, a female or whatever situation. Females, man, they do it a lot too. You know what I mean? They hate on each other instead of congratulating each other. You know what I mean? If we pull each other down, we talked about this a lot before, you know what I mean? And uh, I think that we need to soul search within ourselves and we need to learn how to not be that, how to not allow ourselves. So when that negativity starts coming in, then, you know, you, when those birds start flying over your head, shoo them away. Don't let them build that nest in your head, you know what I mean? Because the thoughts are going to come like that. But you have to be more conscientious about it. Some people are raised where they're just positive all the time. And I love being around those type of people. The negative people where they're, you know, everything is just. Oh, you see their whatever it is that they just got, or what their pad, or their car, or whatever it is. Oh, it's just ugly, huh? Or you know what I mean? And it's like there's, you know, we always try to do that, you know. There's people like that. Um, not even really my friends. Well, not friend friends, but obviously, um, obviously, I'm very opinionated on my IG stories or I talk about this. But there's always people, no matter what. Uh, and that's why I don't open my DMs when I do. I I, I caught some one chick. I caught her, and I caught her, but I finally opened her DMs because it was like fucking nine plus. It also nine plus giving read in her DM. I read them, and there are nothing but everything negative, negative, negative. Like always talking shit, talking shit, and I fu- and then I fucking wrote her back. And this guy, this girl's been writing for for years. I just never opened her DMs up. So I open it up. Yeah, I go, man. I go, hey, I got read some of your DMs, and they're always talking shit. I and I told her like, why in the fuck are you following me for on some real shit? Like, why in the fuck you? And, and I cussed. I go, why in the fuck you follow me for? I think she was so shocked that I wrote her back. And she, oh, I'm just kidding. Like, she, she no hard feelings. But like, yeah. she said some hateful shit. Like, what do you mean no hard feelings? So I was, yeah. I was gonna block her because I'm not. I don't care. I'm not one of those people who say I'm gonna block anybody. Like you want to see what I'm doing? I go no. If you're that negative and you're that stupid, like no block. Like that's what block. That's what the block thing is for. I don't need that negative yeah. bullshit in my DMs or on my thing. Like, and I'm the type where I'll delete. I get some stupid comments sometimes. I'll delete the comments. If you want to delete the comments, I go because this is my fucking post. This is my page. I don't need sure. some. St- why would Why would I leave my page open 
for somebody to talk shit about me or, or whatever I'm doing or one of my friends. Like, it's not like, this is my platform, homie. Like, the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not like, my platform, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe yeah. if I got real big and have millions and millions of followers where I can't control the comments after a while, then yeah, it is what it is. But I'm not that yeah. big and it, I can still control what's on there. And I will control it. I, I, I'll, I'll control it. Because I can right now, because I can and I will, you know. But lazy, it's always great having a show. I know we have you could go all day, but we were like yeah. way out of time right now. I do want to well, have you on more. I know you say you want to come on more. I mean, I, I mean, I could do a lot of shit that you want to dive into. Some other stuff that we didn't we didn't even tap into right now. I know you got some other shit you want to say. So maybe we could do this again next Friday if you're cool with it. That'd be kind of dope. A part yeah. two. Yeah, I'm down. You know what I mean? Like I, I love putting substance out there. You know what I mean? I, I like being funny too, and I like laughing. But I like putting substance out there because that's what they're going to remember you for. I never or heard you say anything funny in my life, by the way. That what? I never heard you say a joke ever. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> you're, just funny, you're just funny looking. Thank you. Hey, but, <laughs> hey, but I don't want your chicken getting cold. Enjoy your kings, bro. And um, I'll hit you up tomorrow, bro. Thank you. All right, big dog. All right, lazy late. I mean, um, thanks, Grimlim. <laughs> Grimlim. Funny name. <laughs> Everybody, we are out of time. This is a Friday show. We recorded Thursday night because because we wanted to record it. So this is a Thursday night show, but it's recording. It's coming out Friday morning when you're listening to it. We had lazy because lazy don't get up early enough at six in the morning to record. So we had to do it a day ahead of time, which is fine. Everybody have a great, amazing, blessful weekend. Filter out your friends, or how Lazy says, let them filter out themselves. If they want to filter out themselves, let them. Like he said, if people, if you get something brand new, you do something good, and they say, oh, you could have done it better. Oh, you could have got a better car. It's not an X, it's not an S class or X class, whatever. Then they're hating. Fuck them. If you want friends for you to do bad shit, then they're bad friends. Have a great weekend. Late.